You're listening to the Adult Explore the Bible Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWay's Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study, examine some questions teachers may face, and give some teaching tips along the way. I'm Dwayne McCrary, your host, and also the leader for the Adult Explore the Bible team. Today, I'm joined by Fran Triscritti, and we'll be looking at session 10 for the fall 2020 study of Isaiah. In that session, session 10 is on, is on Isaiah 49, 1 through 13, which is one of the servant songs. So, Fran, we're going to talk a little bit here in a little bit about mm -hmm. what we mean by servant songs. But let me just walk through these 13 verses, giving an outline uh, to our listeners here. The first section uh, that we have identified is verses one through four, and we've just entitled that included. In these verses, Isaiah declared that the servant, which is Israel, was called by God's spokesperson before, or they were, excuse me, they were called to be God's spokesperson before they were formed. Israel was, has a role to play in God's redemptive plan. The second section, verses five through seven in the outline that we're proposing, and it's just entitled called. In verses five through seven, Isaiah explained that the role of the servant was to lead a group of people back to God. As a result, the restored people would honor him. The servant would further be a light to all peoples, extending God's salvation to the ends of the earth. Israel's difficult situation would give the people an opportunity to carry out God's purposes for them. The last section in our outline, verses nine through 13, we've entitled Vindicated. In this section, Isaiah pointed out that although the servant faced rejection, God would vindicate the servant. Here he's, he's really talking about the idea of believers can live with confidence knowing that God will vindicate them. So that's a quick outline, quick look at the, the main points of the lesson, the things that are happening here in Isaiah 49. I've already mentioned, Fran, that this is a servant song. You've got four servant songs here in Isaiah Help, help our, our listeners understand what a servant song was. Sure, sure. So, of course, the servant is Abraham's chosen seed, and, and a servant, um, it, that the servant song is a proclamation. It's really a way to encourage, to teach, to, to not foretell, but foretell um, what, what the people are to do, to, in order to, to come back to God, to follow God's plan, to, to, do, to do what God wants them to do, to do God's will, uh, which includes the, the plan for the entire earth, uh, a servant song helps to, to, to set that in motion and set that in place. Now, one of the things I've noticed in the group plans is that we're told early on to, to look at and compare Isaiah 40 and Isaiah 49. In fact, when we're looking at verses one through four in the group plans, uh, that's, that's what we're told to do, and that's really the Bible skill. And we're told to compare verse, uh, Isaiah 40 and 49, which I, Isaiah 40, we looked at two weeks ago when we were in session eight. Right. And the question is, you know, how does a servant comfort the people? And uh, there's also a passage we could look at in 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 6, 2, where Jesus is, is, is talked about in those ways. Um, yeah. I, I know it says use it at the beginning, but are there other ways we could use that Bible skill to lead this particular session? Oh, you know, what I love about, about this particular session is it is so Jesus-centered, and it's so, so focused on Christ. Um, this, this particular Bible skill would really lend itself to, to something at the end where you would, again, push them and press them to, to look at the comparisons between 
what is written here in Isaiah and also what's written about Jesus in the New Testament, causing the, 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 the group members to be able to look at the mission that they have to the world. This is so applicable for them to be able to, to take what they're learning and to expand that in their daily interactions with people every day. Uh, the group plans also call and encourage them to chart or to create a chart of the servant in terms where one column's Israel, one column's Jesus, and one column's believers. Now, one of the sure. things that I would encourage us as leaders to do is as we're preparing to lead this group, we create our own chart where we have mm -hmm. a column that's Israel, column that's Jesus, column that's believers, and, and we look for how uh, each one of those uh, groups fulfill the role that's being presented in this passage. Now, how could that help us if we did that in a group? How could we help our group get a handle on what Isaiah is saying here if we do the chart for uh, work through the chart with them? I, I love that, uh, Dwayne, and and I think that when we look at that, Jesus is in the center here in this in this particular chart. You mentioned mm -hmm. Israel, Jesus, and and believers. And Jesus being in the middle, it, it, it kind of symbolically tells us as well, Jesus is in the center and an ultimate fulfillment to, to all of Scripture. All of Scripture is, is fulfilled through Jesus. It points to Jesus, who is the, he himself, right, is, is the, the revelation of, of, of what we see in the Scriptures. So here's Jesus uh, in the middle of it. It all points to Jesus, who then sends us on a great commission to the world. And, and so how, how fitting it is that we see this in this particular exercise, again, um, to, to be applicable to our mission uh, to the world. Especially when we're talking about verses five through seven, where this whole idea of we are to the servant, which we see as Israel, is supposed mm -hmm. to extend God's salvation to the ends of the earth. Sounds so much like the Great Commission. Well, and, and you see this in, in verse 6. He says, I will also make you a light to the nations to be my salvation to the ends of the earth. I mean, that is totally Matthew 28, uh, 19 and 20, right? As, yes, as we are to go to make disciples of all men, uh, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, and we're doing this to the ends of the earth. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that some of the other uh, guests that we've had on this podcast here in this quarter brought up is the idea that how, how you see the marriage between the Old Testament and the New Testament with Isaiah and some of the things that are said in Isaiah being kind of a bridge between mm -hmm. those two and how, how it gives us this picture that the, the, the scripture is one big story. Uh, it's not here's this story. Here's this. Although you do have story, 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 story. Um, you do have also in the middle of that, this huge story that's taken place. And it's all about God's redemption of humanity uh, through faith in Christ. Uh, right. One thing I thought about too, that might be interesting to do is if, I, if I'm making the chart, I may put, write Israel and then I may write Jesus just a little bit taller, a little bit higher on my, on my board or whatever. Yeah. And then believers equal with Israel on this other side. So then I could, I could kind of make this, the, um, uh, the connection that Jesus is central because it's in the middle, but he's also higher than the other two. That's right. And, That's right. And that yeah. Israel is looking up to Jesus and Jesus is being the one who leads believers as they look up as well. Uh, that right. could be a subtle thing. I, I do know there's one thing that's a, that I would remind us mm -hmm. as leaders. It is tempting for us to create this chart <laughs> and then just pass it out as opposed to us putting that chart up or putting those columns up on the board and allow the group 
the group experience to be creating their own chart. Now their chart may that's be right. different from ours, but that's okay. Let's see, people learn so much more when they have hands-on and they have a part of the process and there's feedback. Uh, One-way communication um, is, is, is good, but really that two-way interaction as they create their chart and they have their hands in it, it just helps to, to just solidify some of the learnings that, that they're going to take away from this and uh, applicability to their own lives. Yeah, that's one reason folks have asked us, why didn't we create a chart and put it into the resource? Well, we could have, but it would have been our chart as opposed to your <laughs> chart. And sometimes yeah. you, we see things a little bit different and that's okay. We want, to, yeah. that gives us an opportunity to have some discussion, some dialogue, and that helps us in the group time. Well, uh, and also, also Duane, what I see too is, is for the, the, the group members to see Jesus throughout, of course, they're going to see Jesus throughout the book of Isaiah, but actually to see Jesus throughout uh, any of the books of the Bible that, that points to Jesus and points to his redemptive plan and, and points to the gospel. Because that's really what it is all about, isn't it? It's all about Jesus. It's all about his gospel. And for us to live that as, as his light to the world. So I love, I love this particular passage because of how much it aligns with who we are as Christians today. One thing that uh, is stark in this passage is obviously that Israel is, is defined as a servant here. Now, later mm-hmm. on, you're going to find other things, especially when we, next week when we're looking at Psalm, excuse me, looking at Proverbs 53. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely see a difference there uh, as far as who the servant is. But here, we're told that Israel is a servant. Uh, how has Israel functioned as God's servant? Well, I mean, when we look at Israel in the past, of course, they have, they've had a rocky past. We know that. We can look at the, the history of the people and how um, there are many times where they, they struggled and failed and exiled and, and, and come back to the Lord. We can see uh, book after book where we see that. What we see here in this particular passage is a pointing to the future where, um, where they, they are this, this in so many ways, these, um, I don't want to say tutors, but I want to say almost guardians of this truth about, about who God is and about what God is going to do. What, what if we use the word steward? Well, we could use steward. Would that work? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and they, they were. They were stewards of, of the truth. They were stewards of the word. And we praise God for that because we, we have the word that's been preserved by people who took seriously the word of God, who took seriously every jot and tittle of the word of God. And so, uh, so in so many ways, they, they function in, in, in that way as a faith faithful, using your word, steward of God's word, while uh, like believers today, we, we struggle with our, with our walk at times. Um, they struggled as a people um, with their walk, and yet um, we see hope in the future um, because we do see that, um, that one day, one day that they, they will uh, uh, be able to, to, to show, and out of their people comes the Messiah, and we know that through Jesus Christ. So praise God for that. Yeah, I would agree. Are there any other insights you would point to out of this passage that we need to be aware of when we're preparing to teach this 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 uh, passage this Sunday? Yeah, or, I, or whatever I, day it is. <laughs> yeah, right, or whatever day, right? I, yeah. I think that we we have to understand that that with the pleasant good news that we see here about the future, we also see a, a, a difficult past, and isn't that humanity anyway? We we are full of of great 
um, victories, but we also are, are we, we also see great defeats and we do see some struggles. And yet throughout all of this, even through our toughest of struggles, we see a God who is above the struggles, a God who loves us, a God who is, has never left us nor forsook us, and a God who, who will take us through and, and, and we will persevere through to the very end with. And so um, what a great inspiring passage for us as we are able to go into this session um, with, our, with our, our groups. So praise God. Now, uh, Fran, we mentioned earlier that this is one of the servant songs. Uh, mm -hmm. Just to make sure everybody knows that the passage is Isaiah 42, Isaiah 49, which is what we're looking at uh, this right. week, Isaiah 50, mm -hmm. and then Isaiah 53. Really, it starts with 52, 52 verse 13 yeah. and then goes to 53. That's right. Um, those are the four servant songs. We're looking at two of them in this study of Isaiah, obviously the one for this week, and then next week we'll be looking at Isaiah 53, 1 through 12. Yeah, so that way it'll get, it'll get, that'll give everybody an opportunity to get a good a perspective on what the suffering uh, or what the servant songs were all about. So that's right. Um, uh, thank you for being with us today, friend. Thank, uh, thank you for listening to us today. Uh, if you have comments or questions, you're welcome to send me an email at dwayne.mccreary at lifeway.com. That's D W A Y N E dot M C C R A ry at lifeway.com and i'll do my best to answer your question if i don't know the answer then i'll find the right person to get you that answer i'll put them in contact with you and that way you'll get the answer to the question that you're looking for as i mentioned next week we'll be looking at session 11 which is a we'll be examining isaiah 53 hope you'll join us next week as we look at that passage which has so many things to say to us about what christ endured